0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you haven't yet done so, please hit that subscribe button on your podcasting app. It really helps us to grow the podcast. This week, my paternal cousin Candice joined us on the podcast. She shared her journey through breast cancer. She went in for her regularly scheduled mammogram and was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. She shared about her experience with negative reactions to implants. Let's take a listen into Candace's story. Welcome to Behind the Pink Ribbon, where we share stories, information, and other content related to breast cancer. My name is Melissa Adams. I am a 12 year genetic breast cancer survivor. I've learned so much through my own journey with breast cancer. I have met some amazing people along the way, many that have become lifelong friends. I have experienced the emotional roller coaster of a breast cancer diagnosis heartache, anger, frustration, loneliness, and even gratitude. Through this podcast, we will speak to breast cancer survivors, supporters, and healthcare professionals to gain insight and understanding behind the pink ribbon. I'm here with Candace Wright today, and I know Candace because she is my cousin. She happens to be my cousin on the paternal side of my family, which is where my genetic breast cancer mutation comes from. So, Candace, I'm excited to have you on the show. Hi. So... Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your breast cancer story. Um, tell me a little bit about um, how this all kind of came about. Did you find a lump? Did you go in for a mammogram?
1: Um, just a mammogram. I didn't find a lump. I went in for a mammogram.
0: Okay. So you went in for just your regular, regularly scheduled mammogram, and they found something, I'm assuming. Yes. And. Then kind of what happened from there? What what was kind of the course of, of action from that point?
1: After that, they did a biopsy, and it took about a month, and it came back that I had stage one.
0: Okay. Did they send you for a diagnostic mammogram?
1: I went for a regular mammogram, and then I had a 3D mammogram.
0: Okay. Oh, you had the 3D one. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have those when I was diagnosed. So, But I've heard fantastic things about the 3D mammograms, that there's so much... Um, they can just provide so much better information about uh, the breast and just so many different images. So, okay. And then, so did you go in for, was it a fine needle biopsy? Is that what yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. And what was your experience with the fine needle biopsy? It was horrible. It was horrible. Why? They hit
1: my vein, so I bled.
0: Oh, they hit your vein, so you bled. How long did you bleed <clears> for?
1: Probably about 30 minutes.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, um, and was it painful? Oh, my gosh, yes. Was it the, the biopsy that was painful or the um the bleeding that was painful or the whole process?
1: Well, after they hit the vein, they had to stop the biopsy to stop the bleeding. So they had to redo the biopsy again. So I had to get poked twice. So,
0: yeah, it was horrible. Okay. At the same time, like at the same appointment, not like a different yeah, appointment. Same appointment? Yeah, the okay. same appointment. Yeah. Okay. So they just kind of took a pause and then restarted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. For thir- after 30 minutes, they had to wait for you mm-hmm. to stop bleeding. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would be horrible. Um, and then, so how did you find out that it was breast cancer? Did they call you? Did they have you come into the office? How did that my all? My doctor
1: about? actually, my doctor called me over the phone and told me.
0: Okay. And were you okay with them calling to tell you that news or would you have preferred to go into the office?
1: Probably preferred to go into the office, but I guess it was okay. She called me.
0: Right. Were you at home when they called? No, actually I was out with my niece. (laughs) Okay. And like, where were you? Do you remember where you were when, I mean, most most people do.
1: (laughs) I was at at my niece's house visiting her.
0: Okay. And then, so Mm -hmm. they called, you picked up the phone and they tell you that you have stage one breast cancer. I mean, I would imagine there were a lot of emotions that kind of went through you at that Mm -hmm. point in time.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, I plasma' for a minute and then I just start crying.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I'm assuming that your niece was hopefully supportive, I'm sure. Yeah, she was. Yeah,
1: she, yeah. she was. She started hugging me told me it's
0: going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you were at least with somebody that you, that you knew. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your course of treatment. What what things did you have to um, do to treat the breast cancer?
1: I just went and um, talked to the breast doctor, and he gave me an option just to get the lump removed or get them both removed. And I went ahead and just got them both removed because it runs in the
0: family. So I was just like, eh, I'll just get them both removed. Okay. So you did the bilateral mastectomy and then. Did you have to do any kind of radiation or chemotherapy or hormone treatment, anything I'm else? Taking, I'm taking the hormone pills for five years. Okay. So is that a tamoxifen? No, actually,
1: I'm taking, it's a, what is it called? It starts with an L. Oh, let
0: me go get it because I don't remember any. I don't know if it's, that's okay. You don't have to. Okay, um, yeah. I think, it, I'm not really quite sure. I know that there's something called Luprin that some people have taken. I don't know that that's it, but. Um, yeah,
1: this is like glycerin or something like that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, take it for five years. Okay. And then, so you mentioned the, the family history. And um, so like I had mentioned at the beginning, you're my cousin on my paternal side of my family, which is where there is a genetic mutation. So did you go through the testing? I did. Okay. And what were what were the results of that?
1: It came back unconditional,
0: okay. And so I know at least you know the paternal side of the family, um which happens to be your maternal side. um is there cancer on both sides of your fam- family one side of your family? both both. okay. And how extensive is it? Um, well, on our you know, on
1: our side is breast, but my mom actually had hereditary colon cancer too, okay. And then on my dad's side, my aunt had brain cancer, stage
0: three, and I had two aunts that had breast cancer. Two aunts that had breast cancer on your on your paternal side of your family? Mm-hmm. Okay. And nothing came back definitive in terms of a genetic link. Mm-mm. That's crazy. To have it just came back <laughs> unconditional. Yeah, to have both sides of your family that have an extensive history of cancer, you know, it's uh, that's a that's a lot. Yep. All right. So, no chemotherapy, no radiation. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit about. Um, You know, kind of how things have changed for you as a result of the breast cancer diagnosis. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, hot flashes. (laughs) They're (laughs) horrible. Well, they had to do a hysterectomy, too. They went ahead and did a hysterectomy because they said um, breast cancer will link with ovarian cancer. So I had to have a hysterectomy, too.
0: Right. and they put me through early menopause. Okay. Yeah, and when did you have the hysterectomy? I had that, let's see. In
1: October, I had my breast cancer. I had my boobs removed in
0: April, and then I had my
1: hysterectomy in November.
0: Okay, so it was, like, one right after the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you do reconstruction? I did ex- I did the um, implants. Okay, so did you go through, like, the expanders and... Yeah, I went through um, the
1: expanders, the
0: fill-ins... Okay. And so from diagnosis to say like your hysterectomy, I mean, I would still say that you're currently in treatment still, you're still on the medication. So in my mind, that's still active treatment. Um, so from diagnosis to the point where you had the hysterectomy, what was that time frame? Like six months. Six months. Okay. So that went, that went really fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, to have, to have your breast removed and to have your your ovaries removed. I mean that. I feel like would be pretty challenging emotionally as well as physically. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. And so, what were some of the things that you experienced physically as a result of having both of those things removed in such a short period of time?
1: Let's see. The hormones, the hot flashes. Like you can't. I can't even barely go outside because I just can't. I can't do with the heat.
0: Okay. And what about, like, you know, range of motion, activity level, like anything?
1: Um, I don't, like, I used to be able to do a lot, like, get to the gym and stuff. I don't, I had like, my left, when I took my lymph nodes out, my left arm is still numb. I still have numbness in it. I don't think I'm ever going to get my feeling back in it.
0: Okay. So, did they take out all of the lymph nodes or? No,
1: they only took a few out and they they came back negative.
0: Okay. 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 But still numbness. Mm Mm-hmm. And did they say that's caused from the
1: lymph node Yeah, they removal? said it could take a couple of years to get it back.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that has to be challenging within itself. It is. It's horrible. Yeah. And then what about like the emotional aspect? Um, what... I'm
1: very depressed. I take medication for depression now.
0: Okay. And have you, did you start that pretty much immediately after going through the surgeries?
1: Mm, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. yeah, started about, probably about mm, probably about three months after I had everything done.
0: Okay, and what about mm-hmm. like counseling or support group? Have you ever gone to any of either either of those?
1: No, I have like I joined a support group on Facebook.
0: Okay, and what is that support group?
1: Um, it's called Breast Cancer. And it's, like, I met,
0: like, a lot of
1: nice people on there, and, like, we go through a lot. Actually, one of the ladies I met on her actually came to North Carolina where I live, and we actually met and hung out together. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm, she got diagnosed with breast cancer, like, two weeks after I did, and we have, like, all of our surgeries, like, almost a week apart.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's – and where was she from? New York. New York. New York. Okay. So she came down, and you guys hung out, and – Mm-hmm. Yep, and wow. we socialize and we talk all the time. Yeah. Well, that's uh I mean, that's kind of cool for for her to come all that way to visit and and to hang out. I mean, obviously you must have a, a great relationship that you've created. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And so how did that relationship kind of start? Like did she message you? Did you message her?
1: I just saw um, I put something on on Facebook on that site and um I was like really depressed and she just started inboxing me, private messaging to me and we just started becoming
0: like really good friends. Yeah, and is she kind of going through the same things in terms of like the depression related to it? Yeah, she's going through a lot. Yeah, she
1: she um she did a reconstruction with they use her skin and because she only had one boot removed. Okay. So she's been going through a lot.
0: Yeah, and so thinking about you know the way that it's impacted you and the way that it's kind of you know changed your life and um, you know I've heard you say the word horrible several times, um, you know, and, and the fact that you're using the medication to, you know, deal with the depression. What are some things that you might be able to offer to somebody else that's feeling that same way? Just wish them good luck and hope they can get through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, that's it's, a, it's a hard thing to deal with for sure. It is. Breast cancer is horrible. It is. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Can't disagree at all there. Um, so what about like family or friends? Do they do you rely on any of them for any kind of support? Um, my daughters. Your daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in what way do what ways do they kind of help support you?
1: Um, well, they live far away, so they, they call me like every day and check on me.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about, like, do they come visit? Do they, you know, do you go there?
1: Well, I do. I fly down there, and I'm I'm Dallas, Texas, and El Paso, Texas. Okay. Yeah, because one's in the Army. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing that on Facebook. Yeah, so she's in El Paso, and the other one, she lives in Dallas. So,
0: yeah, I fly down there, like, twice a year. Okay, yeah. And then, so, thinking about your children... Have they been tested for any kind of genetic mutation? They
1: have. As soon as I got diagnosed and um, I had the bracket genes done, they, they um got it done
0: and they both came back negative. They both came back negative. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good news. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, you know, hopefully yeah. crossing our fingers that it doesn't happen um, to anyone really. But I'm glad to hear that they're both negative. So yeah, there's a Theirs did yeah, not they, come back inconclusive.
1: No. Okay. Not at all.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. And do either of them have children themselves?
1: Yeah. My youngest one has a little girl
0: and she's actually pregnant, expecting another one. Oh, fun. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So, thinking about, you know, um, Thinking about maybe women who have been newly diagnosed, they're just kind of entering this breast cancer world. Um, What piece of advice would you offer for somebody that's just been newly diagnosed? Gotta stay strong and positive. Gotta stay strong and positive. And what are some things that maybe you have done that have helped you to stay strong and positive?
1: I just don't think about the negative and I just, if I start getting down, I call my girls and they, they mainly keep me strong. If it wasn't for them,
0: I probably would be like really depressed, but they, they, they make me stay strong. Good. So really kind of leaning into your family. I'm assuming when you say girls, you mean your daughters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you really just kind of lean into your family for that support to kind of stay lifted.
1: Yep. That's about all I can do because I ain't got my mama no more. So yep. I I call them and they're like, it be okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have them. Um, and then, you know, obviously you have other family members as well. Do you tap into any of them?
1: I do. I talk to um, Connie a lot because, you know, she's been through a lot.
0: Right. And so Connie is another one of our cousins um, from the paternal side of our family who's been diagnosed with breast cancer as well. Um, so you do talk to her often? Mm-hmm. Almost every day. Okay. And, I mean, it's, I would imagine, at least from my perspective, it was um, helpful to be able to talk to somebody that's kind of traveled the path. Even though our stories are all different, there's still something there that people can understand that have been through it. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, It's a scary thing. Definitely. Definitely. But
1: then I had a reaction to my implants. I had to get them out, too. Okay, so
0: what happened in terms of like what? When did that happen? I mean, all of this kind of took place in over six months. When did that happen? Um, I had them out in March. March of this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What was the What was the reaction?
1: I had sores all over the outside of my skin, and they said I was having a reaction to the silicone
0: of the um, implants. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so, like. You had, when was your, when were your implants put in? I've had them 11 months. So
1: they took my, it would have been a year.
0: So, so over boy. the course
1: of the year, you started
0: noticing sores? Mm-hmm. Then it got worse and it got worse. It was like all over them and they were like starting to drain. Oh, wow. So they were like open sores? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wh- how did, why would it take so long for them to figure out that that was kind of what was happening i would imagine that you probably went in and you know met with your plastic surgeon or your you know medical oncologist well i went in and met with the plastic
1: surgeon that did it and he's like i've never seen this before and he actually just straight refused to take him out so i actually called a different plastic surgeon and i went in and seen him and he actually said i've seen that before he's like it's probably reacting to the silicone. So he actually agreed to take them out for me.
0: Okay. That's crazy. And so did you have any other symptoms besides the open sores? I just had open sores and was getting like little fevers because they were open
1: and draining. So I was getting fevers. But um, my family doctor put me on an antibiotic and then I went to the surgeon and he took them out. He took them out within a week. I had them out.
0: Okay. So was there a was there a a leak or anything in the implant that gave you any kind of exposure to the silicone cuz i mean obviously they're they're you know covered the silicone is covered by an outer layer was there any kind of leak he said or... i didn't
1: have a he said i didn't have a leak but i guess i
0: my skin's just so sensitive that it was just having a reaction to it okay and then so when you had them taken out did you then get new implants put in i have
1: nothing i'm flat okay
0: Okay. And that happened just in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty fresh. Um, and what are your, like, what are your feelings about that? I mean, obviously you opted to have implants and then, you know, this kind of happened. So, you know, what, where are you kind of with now, you know, well, they wanted me to
1: use my skin and I refused to do it because I know a lot of people had so many complications. So, and he's like, well, we can do you more implants. I'm like, no, I don't want no more implants because I don't want another reaction. So I'm just, I guess I'm just going to stay flat.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of horrible. women.
1: It's, it's not very pretty sight though. Yeah.
0: No. And I, I, you know, think that the, the people, the friends that I do have that are flat would, you know, kind of agree that it's, it's not necessarily a pretty sight. Um, but I, you know, I guess the alternative is, you know, better to not have that reaction um, and end up, you know, having another issue um, yeah. with the implants. So I didn't realize that that was happening, um, you know, that, that the implants were being taken out. And um, so did they not offer like the saline implants? Was that not an option or you just were like, no, I'm just done? I just told him I was just done because you said they're all made with silicone. So I was just like, well, if
1: I'm having a reaction to one silicone, I might have a reaction to the next one. I don't want to go through that again.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. When did you first start noticing the the sores? I'm just kind of thinking like if there's somebody else that might be listening to this podcast and maybe they're experiencing some things, you know, what what kind of things could they be looking for to see like, oh, my gosh, maybe there's something going on with my implants.
1: At first, it looked like it's just looked like, like a pimple, like, it looked like a little pimple that come to a head. And then it just started, like, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it started getting on the other one. And I was just like, this is not, like, normal. Like, <laughs> so I called her. I actually went to my oncologist, and then she sent me to my cancer doctor and then he sent me to a plastic surgeon and then the plastic surgeon they always like, I've never seen anything like this before. So when I went to this doctor, he said he'd seen it before. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you want him out, I can take him out or we can give you a strong antibiotic. I'm like
0: out because I don't want to heal up and have to go through this again. Right. So it started as like one like one pimple on both mm-hmm. sides. And it started it,
1: out on one side, right. and then like, like two weeks later, it got
0: on. The, it was started on the other side, and then they just and they just started getting bigger. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of looked like a, was it kind of like a boil, or was it like the, the when you say that it broke up and it broke open and started to kind of drain, was it like a creamy, or was it clear, or, like what did that look like? It was just
1: it. Well, it looked clear, but then it got infected. I guess because I mean I didn't put anything on because I didn't know what to put on it. So, sure, yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I was just like, what do, what do I do? And then I, you know, I called this doctor, this doctor happened. I, I went to four doctors and then finally I was like, let me find me a different surgeon so I can get a second opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. so right. he's like, yeah, I've seen this before. So he's like, we can either give you a sorry antibiotic or we can remove them. I was like, just remove them.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're if that's where you are, that's where you are. And, you know, you've got to kind of make that decision for your overall health and your emotional health. Um, You know, there's definitely something to be said about having to go through multiple surgeries repeatedly. So, um, well, thanks for sharing that. Cause I I think that certainly will be helpful for anyone that, you know, might ever experience that. I, I would hope that it's rare But I think that's certainly good information to share. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. So, well, we're going to go ahead and end here. But, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to talk and share your story. So thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Pink Ribbon. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you or anyone you know would be interested in sharing your story, please send an email to podcast at BehindThePinkRibbon.com.
1: You've been listening to Behind the Pink Ribbon, produced by American Creative Consulting, mixed and mastered at Riverview Podcasting Studios. For more information, please visit designbyacc.com.